الحمد للہ وصلاۃ وسلام علیہ رسول اللہ وعلیٰ علیہ وصحبہ و منوال وبال مبرد سسٹرز اف دیر از ون سنگل تھنگ ان لائف وچ از ورتھ فوکسنگ آن اینڈ ورکنگ فار دیٹ از کوالٹی کوالٹی اینڈ کوالٹی از اٹس ناٹ ایکسکلوسو ٹو ون پرٹیکولر تھنگ یو کین سی آئی ایم پریکٹسنگ کوالٹی ان مائی ورک بٹ اف آئی کم ٹو یور ہاؤس یور ہاؤس لکس لائک اے ڈیزاسٹر ایریا آفٹر اسٹرام اف آئی سیٹ ان یور کار یور کار از فل آف آل کائنڈ آف جنک دین دز نو کوالٹی کوالٹی از سم تھنگ دیٹ از بلانگس ٹو یو اٹ ڈزنٹ بلانگ ٹو دا پلیس سی ایف آئی ایم اے پرسن آف کوالٹی دین یو شوڈ بی ایبل ٹو سی کوالٹی ان ایوری سنگل تھنگ دیٹ آئی ایم ایسوسیٹیڈ وتھ ان مائی اسپیچ ان مائی ایکشنز ان مائی ڈیلنگ وتھ پیپل ان دا وے آئی ڈریس ان مائی اف آئی ڈرائیو اے کار ان مائی کار ان مائی ہاؤس ان مائی ورک پلیس ان ایوری تھنگ دی فائنس ایگزامپل آف کوالٹی دیٹ وی ہیو از رسول اللہ صلی اللہ وسلم ہم سیلف اف یو ٹیک دا بیوٹیفل ڈسکرپشنز آف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ وسلم فزیکل ڈسکرپشنز دے آر ڈسکرپشنز آف کوالٹی ایوری سنگل تھنگ فرام دی ٹاپ آف ہز بلیسڈ ہیڈ ٹو دا سولز آف ہز فیٹ ایوری سنگل تھنگ از اے ڈسکرپشن آف کوالٹی دیر از نو ایویڈنس اینڈ نو اسٹوری اور اینی تھنگ ان دا سیرا which for example says that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam somebody saw him with his hair disheveled and his beard everywhere and you know i mean his, his clothes were uh, in, in a mess never everything was always perfect it's not magic it means that he took that much of time and and energy and paid that much of attention to his physical appearance similarly if you take how he spoke to people Now, it's not as if he was never angry. He was angry. He would get angry. There are so many ahadiths where it says Rasulullah's face became red with anger many times. But how did he express that anger? There is not one single instance in his life where because he was angry, he used foul language, for example. Or he cursed somebody. No, never. He was angry. But that anger also he expressed. For example, <clears throat> Abu Dhar Ghifari radiallahu anhu, One day, he got angry with Sayyidina Bilal, bin Rabba radiallahu anhu. And Abu Dhar Ghifai radiallahu anhu was a very hard man. He was, he was very tough and he was a very hard man. He had a very short fuse. To the extent, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told him, advised him, he said, if you get angry when you are standing, sit down. If you, get, if you are still angry, lie down. He said to him another place, he said, never be a leader over even one man now he loved him very much he loved him he was one of his favorite sahaba but he knew his weaknesses so he said do not be don't even have one subordinate because if he has a subordinate given his temperament we don't know what he will do so he said no don't have it so one day he got angry with Sayyidina Bilal and he said to her you are the son of a black woman Now, obviously, Sayyidina Bilal was from Abyssinia, his mother was black, so it is not as if... But the way he said it, he was not saying it as a fact, he was saying it as a 
derogatory thing. Sayyidina Bilal obviously was hurt. He complained to Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Now, Nabi Sallallahu got very angry. But what did he say to Sayyidina uh, uh, Abu Ghifari? Did he curse him? Did he? No. He told him, have you gone back to the days of Jahiliyyah? He said, have you, have you become like in the, in the past, ignorant? Now, the point I'm making is that this is this example of quality, of excellence. The effect of that on Abu Dhar Ghifari was such that he was so upset with this that he went to find Sayyidina Bilal and he found him and he said to him, he apologized to him, he said, I'm extremely sorry and so on and so on. And he said, now I will do this. He said, I'm going to lie down on the ground and I will put my face on the ground and I want you to stamp on my face with your shoe, with your boot. Stamp on my face. Sayyidina Bilal said, He said, of course, I will not do anything like this. So Abu Dhar Ghafari said, then I will complain, I will complain to Rasulullah Sayyidina Bilal said, first you do this, now you want to make another complaint. Now, the point I'm making is that it's not a question of feelings. It's a question of how do you express this quality. Quality is extremely important because quality is the only way in which you will hold yourself to a standard that nobody else will even dream of asking you. Whether it's your client, whether it's your employer, employee, family, anybody. But because of your own commitment to quality, you will hold yourself to that standard. Islam is all about quality. Take for example, Tilawat al-Quran. Now, we know in the usul of Tajweed, when we are reading Quran, yes it is true that if you, some words, if you read them incorrectly, then the meaning changes. But there are many other words, which you can read, Except, especially Maharaj, for example, the, the, you know, the way you pronounce certain letters. You can pronounce them incorrectly, meaning won't change. For example, takes, for example, surah, in, in Surah Zilzal. Iza zulzilatil ardu zilzalaha. Instead of saying that, if I say, Iza zulzilatil ardu zilzalaha. Meaning has not changed. But I have not pronounce the zal and the za with the correct pronunciation. Do you think any teacher of Tajweed will accept that? No. He will correct you. Supposing I say, like most of our Indo-Pak Qaris say, غَيْرِ الْمَغْزُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا الظَّالِينَ Everybody. غَيْرِ الْمَغْزُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ وَلَا الظَّالِينَ now, the, the reason we say that is because in our language, in Urdu, there is no differentiation between the three or four za sound. The zal, uh, ze, uh, zoi, and zad. There is no differentiation. Everything is za. It's a different language. It's not right and wrong. It's a different language. In that language, it is correct to say it like this. But in Arabic, every single, there is a special place from which each of these sounds comes out. Now, this is what I mean by a commitment to quality. So, no matter, even if the meaning does not change, if you are reading this to somebody who knows, they will say, no, this is wrong. Do it again. Do it again. 
Islam is all about quality. Take for example the ilm of hadith. The ilm of hadith is the only body of knowledge in the world, in any field, which has authentication to this extent. What is hadith? It is history, right? Basically history. This is what Rasulullah said. This is history. But in the realm of hadith, this history, the authentication was done in such intricate detail that it produced a new, completely new body of knowledge called Ilmur Rijal. Ilmul Asma'ur Rijal, Ilmur Rijal. Which is the histories of everyone who narrated that particular hadith. So, for example, you heard Sheikh just now spoke about the first hadith in uh, Arba'i Nawawiyah. This is also the first hadith in Bukhari, the first hadith in Muslim. Now, this hadith, if you take the who narrated it to whom and so on, so on, so on, it goes all the way. And we know the individual people. We know who they were. We know what was their reputation. We know which family they came from. We know the strength of their memory. We know whether that person ever told a lie or not. It goes all the way. It produced a completely new body of knowledge of authentication itself. That is the degree of commitment to quality that there is in our religion. So I advise myself and you, let us focus on this in our lives. Believe me that this is one thing you will never regret. If you focus on quality. Attention to detail with regard to our lives. In everything. As I told you, quality is not restricted to one area. In every single thing. What do we do and how do we do it? No matter how small it is. No matter how big it is. We focus on it and we continue with it. And you do what it takes to take the pain to make sure that you are doing it to the best of your ability. Now, if you do that, you differentiate yourself and then you put yourself in a place where you become what I call the natural choice of your client. I always tell people it, it is stupid to compete. People say beat the competition. No, I don't believe that. I believe that you must leverage yourself out of the competition. So you're not competing with anybody. You are the natural choice of your client. If your client wants someone, there is no one else in the world. You are the only person. And if you do that, then you can charge a premium and your client will not only pay that premium happily, your, your client will use that as a hallmark of his quality. He will say, Mike, you know who my consultant is? My consultant is McKinsey. You know who my consultant is? My consultant is Yavarbek. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes a lot of pain and it takes and all that you will do if you really believe in that. And this is what we as Muslims, this is and should be our philosophy in life because this is our religion. Our religion is a religion of quality. It's a life of quality. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to become hallmarks and standard bearers for the quality that Islam portrays and for the quality that Rasulullah stood for and he taught us. 
وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا رب العالمين